0: Hey, Welcome to Brews Culture I'm your host, Evan Schwab I own the gaming site Big Cultures and I'm an aspiring Cicero I'm here to help you pair quality craft beers with great games in order to maximize your leisure time We'll talk about some of the best breweries and their histories alongside the ins and outs of games and the gaming industry So stop in, take a load off and enjoy excellent brews with us as we explore two of the most profitable business industries. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 6 of Brews Culture. Today, we've got a pretty good set of beer for you, alongside a pretty controversial game. Uh, We'll get into that in a little bit. But, to start things off, let's talk about Roblox. The internet platform game thing... Uh, I'm pretty sure most adults don't know what Roblox is, but their kids do. Uh, As a teacher, especially when I taught computers at uh, the uh, elementary level, Roblox was the most popular game. Roblox, then Fortnite, and then Apex Legends, believe it or not. (laughs) So yeah, so Roblox is uh, a game platform. Um, Do a little Google research, watch a couple videos on it. It's uh, basically feels like limitless potential with what you can do on the platform it's pretty cool I myself have not actually dabbled in it but I know many who have and uh, they all seem to enjoy it a lot so Roblox set out its uh, IPO for hitting the stock market today uh, it started about 45 bucks a share and ended the day around $69. Which is pretty crazy. Uh, that's a huge increase um, on the first day of the stock. So good for them. Good for anybody who bought in real uh, right at the start. We'll see where it goes. Obviously, in this crazy world of the stock market, recently anything is anything. So it'll be one that'll be fun to watch as as it continues its journey. Speaking of stocks, GameStop went from about two fifty down to one ninety eight, I believe today. Um, watching that one's been another crazy ride as GameStop has. Ridden the roller coaster of value since last year, where it started about four bucks and is now up to about $200. Uh, but uh, last week or the week before, it was uh, 40 bucks, 40 to 60 dollars. I don't remember exactly, but it's been bouncing all over the place. I know Wall Street bets on Reddit, hopes that one day they'll hit a grand per share. I don't know if that's realistic, I don't know if it's possible, but again, in the world of Reddit, in the world of uh, internet stocks, meme stocks, anything's possible. So don't count them out. So for our episode today, we've got a great little beer from Rogue and an interesting little game from CD Projekt Red. To me, Rogue is one of the most iconic craft beer makers in America, situated in Newport, Oregon. Um, Rogue has always seemed to be everywhere. Distributed across 50 states, Rogue, you've probably seen Rogue in every store you've ever been in. In particular, Rogue Dead Guy Ale has adorned every shelf of every beer joint I've ever been in. Uh, Which is cool, because it's a good beer. Uh, Great art, cool logo. You know, everything with Rogue is very sleek. Maybe sleek isn't the proper term, but... It's definitely unique artwork. Um, and their beers are pretty unique, too. You know, there aren't a lot of breweries, in my opinion, that tackle beer quite like Rogue. Um, but today, we're going to talk about their West Coast IPA called Newport Knights. That's a cool little IPA that's brewed with El Dorado hops. The artwork on the can resembles the neon 80s lights. It's pretty cool. You know, everything down to the font is just screams just screams 80s. A little bit about this one, according to Rogue, this beer is filled with mango, papaya, tangerine, uh, and then hits you with pine and grapefruit that really come together to make a nice little finish. I'll tell you what, I didn't really look too much into this can before I uh, had my first one and it hits hard. They say it's an atom bomb of pine and grapefruit notes that ultimately settle into a surprisingly smooth finish. It sure felt like an atom bomb drinking this beer. You know, most IPAs, they sit around anywhere from five to eight percent and you've got yourself a good IPA. Newport Knights, however, comes in at a whopping 9.8 percent alcohol content. So it is heavy. 60 on the IBU. That's pretty, uh, Pretty heavy. uh, Pretty bitter, rather. The the thing I like about Rogue and their beers, as a side note, is on every can, they have a little star, their little Rogue star, that shows you the strengths of the beer. So in this one, you've got citrus and pine are the two forefronts of the beer with tropical and bitterness notes hanging around and just a little bit of a malty flavor. So it's, it's pretty cool. It also gives you a suggestion on pairing. Here it suggests oyster shooters, karaoke, and questionable dance moves. So Rogue is just a fun... Beer, uh, craft beer juggernaut that serves the uh, all fifty United States with some really good beer. If you haven't heard of it, you know that's all right. Go out and uh, get yourself a six pack of Dead Guy Ale and, and see what you're missing out on. But Newport Knights is definitely a beer that took me a few few pints to get into. You know, again, as I said, I wasn't expecting the heavy hitting almost 10% alcohol content. And when you're not expecting that, and shame on me for not, you know, looking fully into this before I drank my first one. But when you're not expecting a heavy hitting beer and you, you take that first sip, the alcohol really hits you. I mean, it's rare that you find a really heavy beer that blends flavor and alcohol content so that you don't really notice. Those are the dangerous ones. But you know, this one really hit me hard. I remember telling my wife when I was drinking it for the first time, like, wow, straight alcohol. (laughs) <laughs> I was I was surprised. I got up, I grabbed the can, and I took a look. And it, sure enough, it was 9.8%. So, um, you know, keep that in mind going into it. Definitely not for, for the light of weight, because it hits hard. On the second sampling of it and uh, drinking it now, I can say that it's a really good beer. You know, and like a lot of experiences that are worth doing, takes a little time to get into. Game of Thrones wasn't built on its first chapter. Game of Thrones succeeded in the slow burn uh, that George R. R. Martin created. When he uh, he was writing his books, Newport Nights, you got to set the tone for yourself. And you also do a little research. Don't be don't be like Evan. Do a little research, um, but you know it was good enough that I decided I was going to add it into the uh, the show, and it was also surprising enough. And I didn't like it at first, but as I've as I've said, you know, just a few minutes ago, second and third samplings are excellent. I didn't like it at first, which which really, uh, as I was looking, you know, thinking about pairings for this, you know, the artwork screams '80s, screams uh, at least '80s aesthetic. So there's a lot of games that I want to do and I want to shout out to Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon because that would have been a phenomenal pairing with with Newport Knights especially with the the hardcore 80s vibe, you know, the over the top violence, heavy hitting. Uh but the the uh the thing that really sold me on this pair combination is that Newport Knights wasn't a big fan of on um, the first sampling and then when I got back into it for the second and the third, you know, I really really began to appreciate The beer itself. You know, it's strong. It's heavy. It's not for everyone. It's, uh, you know, if you don't drink a lot of beer, it's going to hit you hard. So in that sense, it really, really reminded me of Cyberpunk 2077. So Cyberpunk 2077, much like Newport Nights, for me anyway, was something that I really, you know, when I saw it in the store, Newport Nights that is, uh, I was like, I got to have this. The artwork is phenomenal. Um, You know... (sighs) big fan of of West Coast beers. You know, Stone is great. Ballast Point is great. You know, there's a lot of good stuff that you can get over here in Ohio from the West Coast. It's really good. So, you know, Rogue, it's been a long time since I've had a beer from Rogue. Saw the artwork. I'm like, yes, this is it. This is going to be great. Got home, had my first one, and bam, I was surprised. And, uh, it wasn't a pleasant surprise. Now, sat down the next night, had another one, and yeah, it was good. And, and tonight, I'm drinking one, and it's, it's really good. Maybe I had a bad first beer, you know, sometimes it happens. You get a bad beer from, you know, a bad batch, but beers two and three from the, from the same purchase are, are very good. So, much like that. Cyberpunk 2077 was a game that had been built up for years, announced many years ago at E3. Cyberpunk 27 2077 is from CD Projekt Red, who are famous for making the... Ext- the beloved Witcher uh, video games. Uh, For those of you who don't know, The Witcher is a a series of video games that are based off of some fantasy novels from an author in Norway. All right, I was way off. Um, The author's name is Andrzej Sapkowski. He is from Poland, or he's Polish. Apologize if I butchered your name. But many years ago, sold the rights to The Witcher to make a video game for a lump sum. And CD Projekt Red came out with three extremely high-rated, well-regarded, successful video games. Uh, The Witcher 3, in particular, came out a few years ago, has been legendarily good. So... Fun fact, Mr. Sapkowski has been very upset in the fact that he sold his story for a lump sum. He didn't think anybody could make a good video game out of his storytelling. Not that the stories are bad, just that he didn't think they'd make for uh, very fun gameplay. Well, he would have made a significant amount more if he had accepted royalties and residuals from the Witcher uh, video game series than he made from his lump sum. Now, throwing that aside... CD Projekt Red is known, again, for making these incredible games. There aren't very many people who can defend a standpoint of saying The Witcher 3 or even The Witcher series isn't great. But even if you don't like the first two, let's just focus on The Witcher 3. There aren't many people who can easily justify not liking the game. You know, it's not for me uh, personally, The Witcher... Three, that is. Uh, the first one, I actually, I don't mind. But that doesn't mean it isn't good, you know? It's like, if I get back into it, I'm, Hey, who knows, I might like it. Uh buddy of mine really enjoyed it. Thoroughly completed 100%, you know, platinum trophy deal. But highly regarded uh, series from a then highly regarded developer. So they announced Cyberpunk 2077, which was supposed to be a first-person shooter set in, obviously, the year 2077 in a, you know, a very Blade Runner-esque style city. So definitely holds those 80... Uh, 80s uh, aesthetics that I was talking about earlier. So in Cyberpunk 2077, you play as V, who is a fixer, and through a series of, of unfortunate events, uh, finds himself in some life or death situations. There's, there's a much more you know complex story. Keanu Reeves has a huge role in the game and is uh, is awesome in it. But the issue with Cyberpunk 2077 was. It was continuously delayed. So it was originally announced for the PS4, the Xbox One, and the PC. And it was delayed a number of times for not being ready, having to scrap pieces of it, whatever the case, there, there was a reason. So eventually launched not too long ago. And I think it was October, November of 2020. And uh, its launch was catastrophic. So the game itself... So CD Projekt Red sent out review codes for uh, reviewers, uh, but they only sent PC codes. Meaning reviewers and different companies basically got to play the best version of Cyberpunk 2077. It works well on the PC. You know, obviously you have to have a pretty high powered PC to play this game well, but it works well. The game received high 90s scores or 90s you know, reviews. It did very well on PC. Then it launched and everybody who played the game on a regular PS4 or a regular Xbox One found that the game was almost unplayable. In, in many cases, it was entirely unplayable. So, I was fortunate enough to have a PS5 by the time Cyberpunk 2077 released. So, on PS5, the game crashes every now and then, but as a whole, it's a pretty solid experience. You know, the gameplay's fun, story's fine, uh, you know, everything works well, probably give it... I didn't review this one, but, you know, I'd eh, probably toss it mid-70s, mid-80s, you know, review. However... The fact that it absolutely bombed on PS4 and Xbox One, which were the two, you know, outside of those two that were only released on PC, the fact that it bombed on both of those and was almost unplayable and in many cases unplayable on those consoles absolutely annihilated the game. So I had pre-ordered mine years ago. Uh, within the first month of launch, Sony removed Cyberpunk 2077 from the PlayStation Network and the game itself just kind of, I mean, it never left the public eye, but once it was removed from the PSN... And eventually, I believe Microsoft removed it from their storefront as well. Many people thought CD Projekt Red was going to go under. Obviously, that's a stretch. The game still sold extraordinarily well. CD Projekt Red, for their part, offered refunds, you know, did a lot to make sure that their customers were taken care of. Um, leadership at CD Projekt Red took credit, you know, took not credit, but took fault for overworking their employees and essentially forcing them to put out a product that many knew wasn't going to be a, a great final product. So, all that aside, I mean, that's a, it's a crazy story. It's a crazy... If you look into the development of Cyberpunk 2077, you're not going to find a ton of crazy development stories quite like that one. CD Projekt Red has been under fire heavily since the launch of, of Cyberpunk. Now, it's awful. The misleading... Uh, the fact that they only sent out PC reviews to major companies uh, was a little bit, not even a little bit, was a lot misleading. Um, you know, if people are reading reviews, if, if embargo lifts before the game comes out and people are reading these positive PC reviews, but all they have is a PS4, PS4 Pro, Xbox One or, or X or S, I suppose at that time, uh, and that's all they have. They're, and, and the PC version is supposed to be great and everything they see looks awesome. But they're going to be super disappointed. Um, you did them real dirty. But CD Projekt Red has spent a lot of time time, patching out issues, updating the game. It allegedly runs on the older consoles now. Again, I never had issues on my PS5. I mean, outside of a few crashes, the game played fine for me. Uh, it's a lot of fun. The, 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 the visuals are stunning. I mean, not as stunning as what they were shown to be back in the day, but you know, I'll, I'll take what I can get. I am a huge fan of that Blade Runner-esque Aesthetic. Um, you know, I grew up on Blade Runner. Huge Philip K. Dick fan. So exploring Night City and Cyberpunk was just a real treat. And the the gun the, uh, gunplay was pretty solid. You know, everything. I mean, it was just a crazy experience. The game itself, if it had launched successfully and worked, I think the game would have, I mean, it would have had an entirely different outlook. It could have been an incredibly successful game. And in, in, in its own right, it is an incredibly successful game. But it could have been, you know, uh, a, a genre-defining game, a, uh, a top five of a generation game, probably. I don't know. I could be just spouting nonsense at this point. But the, the interesting thing to me is how we treat our developers who do things like this. Uh, and... and it, some people might agree with me, some people not. But if you look at, say, Bethesda, or even just the Fallout games in general, I know Bethesda didn't do every Fallout game. There's a lot wrong with just about every game on launch. Uh, Fallout 76 was awful. I mean, one of the worst games I have played in a long time. And and on launch, I mean, it took them a long time to fix it, too. Uh, but it wasn't within the month like Cyberpunk did with their first few fixes. It, it took a while. And, and not even that one. I mean, I had Fallout New Vegas on the PS3, and... I've heard so many good things about that one. And I really wanted to like that one, except I had game-breaking glitches at the same spot every time I reached that particular part of the story. Uh, My game would crash, and then I'd load it up, and it would just continuously crash. So, and people loved that game, and people loved that game when it came out. And they didn't care that it was full of glitches. Uh, Some of them game-breaking. Like, I couldn't play past two hours of that game. And maybe maybe that's enough for some people. Maybe two hours would have made a difference if you could play two hours without running into some big issues in Cyberpunk. I don't know. But it seems like until Fallout 76, Bethesda really didn't take a lot of flack. I mean, it was always a little bit of a joke, Bethesda, Obsidian, but uh, nothing nearly the level of Cyberpunk. And, And I'm not saying Cyberpunk doesn't deserve the disdain that it got. I mean, the developers put in a lot of effort. You can clearly see the love, the blood, sweat and tears, all those cliches that the developers put into Cyberpunk 2077. But I can understand why it got to hate. But again, other companies do the same thing. And it's, it's barely a blip on the radar. And, you know, that's just the world we live in. That's, that's especially gaming. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So to wrap it all up nicely for you, Rogue is a fantastic craft brewery out of Oregon. One of the biggest craft breweries in the United States. Distributes to all 50 states. Definitely have probably seen Dead guy ale somewhere along the line. I mean, they they just make quality beers. They've been around a long time, and they, I imagine, will continue to be around for a lot longer. Um, Paired that with Cyberpunk 2077. Got to learn a little bit of the uh, unfortunate history of the game, but the two pair well together. You know, a little bit of controversy with both, and, uh, you know, a lot to like once you get past those initial uh, issues. So thank you again for tuning in. Um, you know, come come hang out with us at Twitch on Friday. We'll we'll be playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and drinking some Newport nights at twitch.tv backslash bitcultures. Uh come hang out on Twitter or Instagram. Uh our handle is BitCultures. Um, you know, we hope to see you there. Thank you for listening and uh enjoy yourself.